Hey, fellow late 20s to early mid 30s millennials. If you haven't stopped listening to pop punk or any genre of punk since you were a teenager, or if me just saying the bands Blink-182, All-Time Low, All-American Rejects, The Story So Far floods your memories with nostalgia, then you are the person we're trying to reach. My name's Colton, but some of my friends call me Colt, but you'll hear more about me and the show's co-host Tino in a bit. Before we get into this episode, I want to preface with a few things. The audio for this week isn't top-notch. We acknowledge and own that. New equipment, technical difficulties, there's a lot of learning to do, so please know that the rest of the episodes will sound a lot better. This week is more of an introductory episode, so things will probably be done differently than the rest. As I'm going through and editing, I'm realizing that I have a lot of footage and photos from some of the endeavors that we had in the past, so throughout the episode, you'll hear this sound, which will signal a time travel to present day and then going back to the recording. So if you're listening to this via audio, awesome. Uh, we'll also have a video version of this available where I've actually spliced in some of the old photos, so uh, enjoy that if you're watching. But without further ado, let's jump into the episode. This is the Pop Punk Power Hour. Uh, my name is Colton Easton. My name is Tino Farah. And what we want to do, what we want to do for this podcast is uh, a, a loosely structured podcast on basically the whole genre of pop punk. And it's a, it's a genre that's very near and dear to our hearts. So how do we kind of get started into this? Maybe we should. Well, let's let's preface where the show came from originally i guess because yeah. the show this is the second iteration of uh of this show and the first version of it was a school project that i did last august probably like a year ago right now about that um of when we're recording um it was just a school project that i did it was a radio show that was also live streamed on twitch um about my love for pop punk and my friend's love for pop punk kiki would you stop eating the plant um, and also our love for video games as well. That was another aspect that was, that was part of the show as well, but, uh, we'll dive a little bit more into, into how that's going to play a factor later. But yeah, we both, I think we both agree that of the three episodes of that, that we did, uh, our episode was both of our favorites and um, the longest. And also that was it. That was mainly it. (laughs) And we both kind of have this feeling of like, we could talk about this forever. And we both have a lot of musical friends. And we just want to talk about the genre because it's kind of rebirthed. It is rebirthed. And yeah, no, I really enjoyed going on that podcast or the station, the radio, when you you had me. And uh, it was such a cool idea. And it was really awesome to kind of actually sit down and like think about. Because like I had some things prepared of what I wanted to say. But really, it was just like, oh, this is a conversation that could keep going forever. As the interviewer at the time, you didn't know what I was going to ask you. So had no idea. You could prepare whatever you want, and I could just turn it whatever way I wanted. Exactly. So this <laughs> is, yeah, this is what, again, our envision for the show is that it's going to be everything to do with the history of where it's at now. Hopefully some interviews down the road because Hopefully. some cool people there. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's uh, what's our relationship? Our relationship is, well, I guess we, our relationship started when we worked together 
Um, I worked at a golf course here in, well, I guess we're in, in Surrey right now. Uh, I worked at a golf course in Pitt Meadows called Swanee Set Bay Resort and Country Club with your cousin, Kale. Uh-huh. And I think you got the job there via Kale. I mean, either way. Yeah, him and my dad were volunteering. That's there. right. I've heard your dad worked there, too. So, yeah, I knew everyone in your family until, before I met you. Right. Um, then, yeah, Colton, you got, uh, got a job there, and we just, like, I don't know, clicked. Instant best buds. Yeah, and, like, I was already, like, pals with Kale just from working with him. So, like, that was my in with you. And then, yeah, it was from that point on, like, we've been in bands together ever since. We've just kind of... I don't know, we've just kind of like never left each other's lives. No. It's like, I don't know, I could go like a year without seeing you, but then like I'll see you and everything is normal again. So, yeah, no, it was cool. I think, I think it was our, we played Taylor Swift music a lot in the basement. <laughs> we had like the old iPod dock and I would consistently play Taylor Swift. And I mean, still, literally every day I think about how good that job was. Yeah, just hanging on the sun with yeah. their friends. That was the best yeah. job ever. But from there, obviously, like, we met and we knew that we both were really into music. I think, were we in high school at the time? I can't remember. Or, like, uh, just out. Yeah, I mean, like, I started there when I was in grade 11, so okay. grade 11 or 12. Okay, and then you, your school had a really cool, like, music program. School of Rock, baby. Right? Literally, School of Rock. That's so cool. Like, we had soccer. <laughs> so Relax, Greg. Yeah. We play soccer. And so you were talking about that, and I was like, oh, that was really cool. So... Um, you were the front man, right? Of yeah, of my grade twelve band, uh, yeah. Rock Bottom Royalty. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> and you were there. How long? How long were you guys banned for? Just the. I mean, like. <laughs> okay, you were like a band because of the program. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then like we always talked about. It was like one of the things after we graduated where. Whenever we would see each other at parties, we'd be like, man, we got to get a practice going. And then all of a sudden, it's like six months later, and somebody says, like, we got to get a practice going. And it's like, yeah. do we? Are we a band? Yeah. No, we're not a band. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. And then uh, that kind of grew. And then I also had uh, a background in music, too. So I started playing drums when I was grade four i think like around eight years i didn't old. know it was when you were that young yeah oh. yeah i know and i'm still not that good <laughs> um but i just like i wanted to take music lessons so drums was cool uh i was music lessons for a little bit and then just a lot of it ma- mainly was just self-taught so come grade eight uh my cousin kale mm-hmm. right one of my bigger inspirations for this genre and everything that we're getting into was also in a band he was four years older than me so I was in grade eight. He was in grade 12, like unheard of for those two. Ages so sick for you, interact, though. right? So, um, you know, he told the the two other people in the band that I drum. So we're like, OK, like, let's come in for a jam, right? Mm-hmm. The coolest place to have, number one, a band with, but like the venue to practice with mm-hmm. in was in an airport hangar. What? In Pit Meadows. I'm th- I've never heard any of this before. That's yeah. so sick. So they were at. I was at, yeah, just like I don't know, like ten some odd minutes away. You're doxing yourself. Fifteen minutes, yeah. But um, <laughs> so they would come in their car to pick me up yeah. for band practice, and sometimes I'd skip school to go there. <laughs> so they, one of the guys' dads was a pilot and like had his own airport hangar and like rented it out and like actually had a, like lived inside there so like oh my inside God. this like other area was this like huge area that there's just like all the music stuff was there 
So it was so cool just to do that. That's unreal. Um, so we, so I went over there for the first time and we wrote a song like that day. Yeah. They just had something new. I like, I was on the drums. And so like after that, they're like, (laughs) do you want to be in the band? I'm like, yeah. Hell yeah. So I'm actually literally digital because this was 2008. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of digital stuff out there. I still <laughs> had a film camera. So I just finished actually digitizing like our, like one of the concerts that we played. So it's on. No the- way. Maybe I'll splice a little bit into the Unreal. video. Unreal. <laughs> So that was a lot of fun. Um, and then people left, you know, you got to do your own thing after As you, you do. graduate, right? Mm-hmm. And then, so that's after, you know, you and I met. And then, you know, we're like, you were in a band. I was in a band. We should be in a band. <laughs> that's pretty much it, right? Yeah, more or less. And it started with, uh, I, I, this is my favorite story to tell. When that time that me, you, and Kale went and this, So this is before we, like, actually made a band. When me, you, and Kale jammed together oh, that right. one time. Oh, and we decided, like, we wanted to cover... Of, it always comes back to Taylor Swift. <laughs> we wanted to cover Taylor Swift. So we decided that Dear John was the way to go. But for some reason, we decided to rewrite it. So it was from the male's perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only name that fits, or that we thought that could That would fit, rhyme with John. Yeah, right? was Donna. So uh, now it's like in my... <laughs> anytime I hear Dear John by Taylor Swift, I scream Donna instead of John. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. Then we... A few years later, more in line with your timeline, we... Um, knew some mutual people that played some instruments and I was kind of involved with, uh, I forget what that company was called. That was like getting a shows. Like, I don't remember. I don't remember either, but they were a really shitty company, whatever they were called. I wish that I could remember what their they name was. Bad. They were horrendous, but they were like easy to book shows with and they mm-hmm. were always downtown or whatever. Um, so we just hooked up with a couple of our mutual friends. We decided like, I don't know. What was our first band name? Don't remember. Don't remember either. Don't remember. Um, but yeah, so you you took over songs from Rock Bottom Royalty. That's into, right. Into here. That's right. So you kind of had we had a couple like songs in the tank ready to go. Yeah. Because um, that was you and and Chris, right? Yeah, Chris Bork, who was also on the original. Uh, he was on one of the. He was the first guest on the original show on the original um, yes. Pop Punk Power Hour, yeah. and then your cousin Alan uh, played bass. Yeah. Yeah. Stepbrother. Sorry. Step. Uh, what? At you guys are stepbrothers? Or were stepbrothers? You knew this. I thought you were cousins. I thought you. <laughs> no, you, you knew this. Come on. I thought you guys were cousins. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> what the fuck? No. Okay. Wow. I'm learning something new. <laughs> this entire time, I thought you guys were cousins. No. Okay. No. 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 Kale. Cousin. Mm-hmm. Alan. I knew that. Stepbrother, but not anymore. Didn't know that. Okay. okay. Um. Yeah. He played bass. Yeah. So Alan played bass. Um, and then, yeah, we would practice in, uh, my dad's garage. Um, and yeah, we only we also practice at Allen's too for a bit. That's right. Yeah. Cause he had a way better setup than yeah. what we had. I forgot about that. And we had like a full drum kit there yeah. and stuff, which was sick. Um, and we even recorded some stuff. Yes. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. So through the shows, like we played, we played a couple of good shows. I remember our first show was terrible cause I had my electric <laughs> kit. I didn't have a real drum set. I had an electric uh, drum set. That was also pre-Allen. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was just three of us at the time. Uh, we booked a show. It's like a battle of bands and we're there, but we're the last band to play. 
We're talking like past midnight. Yeah, I think yeah, it was past midnight where we played, and like, I, like I still had friends who came out and saw it. It was very nice. Yeah, but yeah, it sucked because I had a like I had a a thousand dollar electric drum set, which <laughs> and that is like it's not like that's low tier, right? So you get to plug all these cables into the amplifier, and it's just not it's not good. It's like electric kits are good for house things, mm -hmm. performance not so much. It looked hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't like the people could see my legs. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was bad. But we still keep using that same agency. Then we had more people, so we sounded a little bit better. Mm. Um, and then after one of the shows, we were literally packing up. And then somebody was just like, hey, you guys sounded really good. We're like, oh, thanks. Can I pause right yeah. there? Because my perspective of the story is, I think, is cooler than, than somebody just like coming up. Oh, so okay. because you were elsewhere... And I was still like, you might have taken something down or whatever. Yeah. Like when you originally talked to this woman that you were talking to, you you were oh, you weren't near me. Okay. And you, I was still in the in the venue. Like I don't know, I was backstage gathering something or whatever. And you came like running in, like out of breath, to tell me like somebody wants somebody like their stuff. Somebody wants to record. And I was like, what? Like what are you talking about? Breathe, man. <laughs> <laughs> so it, from my perspective it was way funnier because you sounded like a psycho person like out of breath pretty sure it was raining outside and you're like somebody likes our stuff and, and they want to record us <laughs> yeah oh, that's great okay cool no i don't remember that part but yeah. i just remember talking yeah to this person and i guess she was an intern at um uh, a record or a recording studio in like burnaby mm -hmm. um, the hive i think it was yeah, yeah 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 so it was like it was a cool place like i think dan mangan recorded there oh, yeah. a couple other like cool famous local uh musicians so that was a lot of fun and uh honestly like after you know we did all that like the, the weekend that we were there was like one of the still one of the best weekends sick of my life. it was fun we recorded an ep you know it was a completely like new experience and then we got to hear like the tracks and they sounded terrible. They sounded like every every band's first attempt at recording ever. Yeah. Like it was I mean the we weren't that talented. The no. the gear was there to make us sound good. Yeah. But we were also recording with somebody that was learning how to record. Correct. So, yeah. you know, like every we had all the tools there that a professional band and studio would use. Just so not. we got the full experience. Yeah. We just we weren't good. And the person was yeah. learning. Yeah, so. we yeah, we had all the tools available. We just didn't have the experience. So needless to say. Those songs are not on any streaming platform. <laughs> I think the only location I th do you have a copy of them uh, on my I think I do on my old iPod, which doesn't turn on anymore. See, that's that's exactly it. They are on my iPod classic, but nowhere else. There is. I remember Alan putting them on or putting at least one of them on YouTube. And I mm. think if you search the right things, yeah. I think you'll find it because I remember watching it like under a year ago mm -hmm. so it's out there and also here's the other thing as well alan because he was the one distributing the songs what, what Bandcamp is that that's the website right that's a website yep okay so i think it was on Bandcamp. alan put our songs on there and i guess he didn't realize like when you're putting music on there that you can set the price to zero right 
So he set the price to like $10 and our mutual friend Ty purchased it. No. Yeah, he did. <laughs> or unless he lied to me. Like, oh my God. Ty purchased these shitty songs <laughs> for $10. Like, oh no. Think oh, about what man. you can get with $10 Ty, out of places. Ty, you're a real one. Shout out to Ty. That's so funny. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's so funny. So they might exist on Bandcamp for $10. They yeah. might. Hi, me again. Guess what? The album was actually $7 and I paid for it just to out ourselves and prove how amateur these recordings were. And oh boy, Tina was right. Amateur is putting it lightly. Um, I think some of the sections were pretty solid. As I was going through it, there was a lot of good stuff, but a lot of stuff, not so much. So I've taken probably my favorite section of the whole EP just to listen to just for a first little bit. Uh, the song was called Leave This Place. It's a little bit more on the heavy side, but I think technically sound, it was pretty good. So just in terms of the actual music, here's the beginning part of Leave This Place, which is a very common theme for many pop punk bands, which we'll probably explore later on in the series. Needless to say, with all that together, we have some <laughs> level of experience when it comes to talking about this kind of thing. Correct. We are the definitely the armchair music experts. Yeah. And also, like, I think uh, I, to get like a little sidetrack or whatever, like you and I, like this isn't our first attempt at doing a podcast before. I think we both have like a passion for recording things. Yeah. And so like. Whatever, like, if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But, like, let's try it about the music genre that we love. Especially because, like I mentioned before, it's sort of rebirthed and it's back in popularity. And I've been dying to talk to somebody about Machine Gun Kelly. Right. And, how, yeah. <laughs> Which we will get into. Yeah. That, Maybe not right now. That but, deserves this whole episode. Yeah. Whether or not it ruined the genre. He ruined the genre. But, yeah. um, yeah, no, that's exactly it. So, I think it's, uh, it's going to be a good time. But, I mean... Like, obviously, one of the things that brings all this together is a love and passion for music. So, again, if you're a music lover, you know, this would be a great opportunity to kind of jump into the genre, right? One that you've never maybe listened to do before, experienced, or you do listen to pop punk or like you're a big Green Day fan or whatever. And you never really kind of branched out into that, right? What I'm hoping is this can kind of open the doors a little bit for people who are just like completely new into it and can expand their horizons and you know hopefully again for us too right so um as a little bit again of a backstory like of our bands and how we got into music obviously the the genres that we listened to growing up played a big part in that as well so mm -hmm. you know what was your kind of dominant genre growing up and how did it kind of merge into pop punk because that's like one of the things that's super uh, interesting to me is like how somebody gets to listen to the type of music that they listen to right you listen to like the craziest things ever like I, you listen to Death Grips, and it's just like, what? The, like, how do you get there, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, do you remember? I mean, like, I think you've told me. I think you told me on the original show. Do you remember your entrance into pop punk? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was um, uh, going over to my cousin's house again. Shout out Kale, and 
him and him and my other cousin Caitlin, right? Their brother and sister. Like they they had that music side that they were really into, like the indie. You know, at the time we were scene kids, right? Yeah. So you know, there's a, <laughs> so there was a lot of bands that like they introduced me to because like at the of course at the time as like a a, a young end, right? It was all just what your parents were listening to on the radio. Mm-hmm. So it's the country music with my dad, and then it's like the Kiss FM, the the classic hits. For me, it was mom. the Beatles or the Bare Naked Ladies, and pretty much nothing else. Nice. <laughs> I see. I didn't have. I didn't. I didn't have that classic rock like mm. introduction. Um, but so that's why it was so cool to listen to something like a completely new like genre, like different style of music, because yeah. I had no idea what else it was. And then so, yeah, I, I had his iTunes library and I was just like, ooh, cool music. I just downloaded his whole iTunes library. Yeah. Um, so that was part of it, too. And then I'm also remembering the, the CD story. Right? The playing in the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> so that was another one, too, that kind of like. Like, wow, there's like a bunch of other music out there. Crazy. Yeah. It was at a townhouse that I was, that we were living in. We were just like playing outside and stuff. And I found like this scratched up nasty CD that just had like something hits on it. Right. So I was like, cool, free CD. Right. And this is like before like malware and stuff where you don't plug a USB into a <laughs> computer. But I, yeah, because I had portable Walkman, right? Yeah. Plug the CD, pop the CD in there, close it, get your headphones on. And uh, I, some of the songs that were on there was, was definitely uh, Blink 182's I Miss You. Um, some of the other songs escape me. I really wish I still had that CD. That should kind of give you an idea of like the era or the or the time frame yeah. working with. If I Miss You by Blink yeah. was on there. Oh, Green Day was on there. It was, um, Warning by Green Day. <laughs> Never heard that song before, and I really liked it. And that got me like, oh, I love Green Day now. Yeah. So there's a couple other Green Day songs on there, like Basket Case was on there too. Mm-hmm. So that was like, oh, it was so good. So um, when American Idiot came out, like I think I got it for my birthday or something, and I'm yeah, like, best album ever, right? Loved yeah. it. So that that kind of threw me into that as well. So then that with the combination of like all the different types of music that my cousin listened to, everything like that, like in grade eight, it was like Boys Like Girls. Oh, right? Not, I wouldn't really call that like pop punk. It might have been some of it was maybe, but. Uh, um, I would almost call Boys Like Girls, like, would that classify as emo? Absolutely. Because yeah. this is another discussion that we will eventually get into, yeah. is like, pop punk and emo, are they the same thing? Are yeah. they different? Yeah. Who's to say? But continue. Um. So yeah, that was out there. So like, Boys Like Girls, like, you know, that was a big hit for the emo and the scene kids, right? So we saw them. I saw them in concert. Um... And who opened for them was the format, Motion City soundtrack, and another band. Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember who, but anyway, so that was another introduction to Motion City soundtrack, right? Mm. My favorite band, my hands down, my favorite band. Mm. Um, so that, yeah, again, it just opened up the gates, and then. You just keep listening to more, keep yep. experiencing more. You go to more concerts. So that's the thing. That's the thing I love about this type of music and this type of genre is that you go to a concert, you're not going to a big arena. You're not going to see any of those things. It's a smaller venue. It's a little bit more intimate. And it's more crazy when the mosh pits happen. Way more um, So that was a lot of fun. And then did I ever tell you how I got reintroduced to Motion City Soundtrack? Reintroduced? I didn't, yeah. I didn't know you ever. So, so you like fell out of it. Well, I didn't know that I liked them. Oh, so like you didn't know it was them. Yeah. Okay. So 
Way like 2004. Okay. West 49 opens in Coquitlam Center. <laughs> Grand opening. And they're handing out like free merch and stuff or whatever. And like mixed CDs and, you know, lanyards and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I get a mixed CD from Epitaph Records. Okay. So Epitaph Records, you know, obviously one of the one of the bands on there was Motion City Soundtrack. Mm-hmm. There was this one song that I liked out of everything else. It was called Capital H. Okay. Motion City Soundtrack. I'm not going to sing it. It's not good. Didn't know that was a, that was an option. No. <laughs> and then, um, so I listened to that on this, that mix CD. And then, of course, it's a mix CD, right? You get a lot. It lo- you lose it with everything else. I don't really remember. So that concert that I just mentioned, they're opening for them. And again, I have no idea who this band is. And they play Capital No a. way. And I'm like... Oh my god! <laughs> I love this song. I love these guys. So like, bought a CD immediately after. And That's like a storybook ending, right? That's so sick. Yeah. So Damn. that that really helped kind of solidify, like, you know, this is it. Mm-hmm. This is it. So, so <laughs> many other bands that I got introduced to. Again, just honestly from seeing concerts, right? The opening bands. It's just it's so awesome. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my intro, in like how I got so involved with the genre and why I wanted to play drums like i could play the entire american idiot soundtrack on drums like still to back i don't know about still maybe. <laughs> probably not as well but yeah but yeah that's that's kind of how you know where we get into the music aspect of that playing it right because you listen to it so much you want to you know experience some of those same things so um you know that's why i think we specialize in this category so much right yeah totally and i think it's like you know like when you're growing up, like you're sort of looking for an identity a little bit, and like it's all the all the weird kids that seem like like gravitate to this sort of genre, this sort of genre. So yeah, I don't know. I, I there's so many appealing corners or aspects to it or whatever that you know, like it's it's hard to not be drawn in. And you know, like like we talked about on the previous version of the show, and we've talked about like off air like a ton and stuff. Like with it coming back, like you're seeing. Like it's it's kind of cool to see like this new age of kids that are finding this music for even if it's like not the same version of it that we grew up with or whatever, but also like people that are our age and even older or like younger, give or take a few years or whatever. Like they're kind of they're kind of like coming back. It's like oh yeah. I always I always used to tell people like when I was describing my taste in music to somebody who doesn't really know me that well, I always said like remember that music that you listened to in like 2007 that you grew out of. Like, I never grew out of it, so mm-hmm. that's what I listen to or whatever. Yeah. And it's funny because now, like, I have all these friends that, like, five years ago, they would only listen to country, for example, like, if we're out somewhere or whatever. And then, like, now, it's like, if you, if they are in charge of the music, all of a sudden, it's like, they're the ones putting on a Blink song. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like, there's, like, a Simple Plan song playing or whatever, and they're, like, you see them, like, they're quietly, like, singing the lyrics and, like, tapping their foot, and you're like... Yeah. We're back, baby. Yeah. We're back. Yeah. And that's, and I totally agree, right? So imagine you're like a late 20s, early 30s, some on millennials, like you got a family now, you got a desk job or whatever it is. And like, what are you playing on your car ride over to work? What are you yeah. listening to the earbuds? Right? You're influencing like potentially a whole new, a whole new like era. Right. Like just playing music on the way to school. And so for, there's, for those deadheads who think that the genre is dead and it's gone, <laughs> it's not. Yeah, and you know what? It's probably going to die like in a handful of years like every genre does, but you know what? Give it 20 years, it'll be back again. So 
Honestly, Shut up. Yeah. Everybody says it's dead. It'll show up in a different way for sure. Like, I mean, like the sad emo rap was a huge thing, like 2016, 2017. I mean, it's still a lot of it is. Yeah. Um, but generally, it's like the same kind of feelings, right? And that's mm-hmm. kind of one of the things I think we talked about at the, the old and the other, um, you know, version of the podcast. But one of the things that obviously, like, why do we gravitate towards this music so much versus everything else, mm-hmm. right? Like, why not just top 40? music why this music yeah it's a great question um so what's your answer oh yeah you want an answer too <laughs> yeah um i don't know like i think like i said before like when you when you're growing up like you're sort of looking for an identity a little bit um and i don't know i've even in present day but also like especially when i was younger like i don't know man like the top 40 stuff for me like some of it's catchy for sure like man timber or whatever by kesha comes on and i'm like sprinting to the dance floor <laughs> and i'm whatever but it's so repetitive and it's so like, I don't know, it gets kind of boring. I wanted something different. And you could always argue that every genre has songs that are the same or that are repetitive. Like pop punk, you could say is repetitive. Like it's the same shit. You could say the same with country. You could say the same with like classic rock. You could say the same with like whatever. But for me at the time when I was growing up, like it was very much the era of, you know, like we were just coming out of like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and Britney Spears and like mm-hmm. Nelly Furtado and all these things that were always on the radio and is and sounded like, you know, like pretty comparable. And, you know, then I heard uh, a Sum 41 song. I heard right. In Too Deep and I was like, OK. And then I saw the music video and I was like, this is pretty crazy. Yeah, and then yeah, you yeah. see more and more and, and you listen just like you said, like you explore more and more and stuff. And then you're like, OK, this is kind of where I belong. And you start to see. Like what other people are like that listen to the this kind of music, and you're like, okay, like I I actually like get along with you. Like, yeah. what else are you yeah. about, kind of thing. So, yeah, I don't remember what the original question was. It's just like why, like why this genre versus like something else, right? Yeah. So it's just like, like you mentioned, it's like relatability, right? Yeah. When you're looking for an identity or whatever, like you're looking for something to relate to. Right. So when you hear those top 40 musics or the top 40 songs and they're just like, yay, having fun or going out and, you know, having fun with friends. And like when you're kind of like a, a, I guess, like more of an emo kid, like at the time what it was. (laughs) Right. Or maybe you are somebody who's young and struggling with like mental health issues or like things like depression. Mm -hmm. Right. You look for, again, those things to kind of idolize and, and latch onto and like the lyrics and some of these songs again it was mainly the emo songs right you, you hear it and you're like yeah that's that's how i feel yeah that's me like that's exactly what i'm going through so you get somebody who recognizes and understands so that's kind of where like the top 40 stuff just didn't fit in the mix right mm-hmm. so yeah just whatever it you know whatever it is those those lyrics or whatever right there's just we're always looking for something to latch on to so the fact that like we're still going for it like, <laughs> after all these years right it's so great and honestly no other genre gets me as energized yeah like every time i hear came uh, came out swinging oh my god right like every time i just like yeah <laughs> we went we saw the wonder years live right oh my god and i was saving my energy because i know <laughs> i know they're playing came out swinging yeah you know they're gonna close with it they know they're closing with it yeah I'm like i'm not i'm saving all the energy for the last bit oh, yeah. and uh what a show what a show yeah exactly so honestly no other music gets me as energized as this type of music yeah i agree um 
So should we sort of go into a little bit more of like what we can expect to like the layout of the show or like, yeah, should yeah. we like, pre- like, yeah, present that a little bit. So yeah, we're just going to kind of do this or the plan is to, um, I don't know, do this like bi-weekly, I think was what we settled on before. I don't think this is going to be a weekly show no. necessarily just because, you know, we have stuff going on as well. We like, have full-time know, jobs, full-time jobs, ladies and gentlemen, we're, you know, we're hey, almost 30 years old. So. And really one of the reasons why we're doing this so we can quit this and just do quit our jobs and just do this full-time, right? That would be ideal. And you know what? Like I went to broadcasting school, so we're in the realm right, of you, this is what I went to school for, baby. Not at all <laughs> what I went to school for. <laughs> so... Yeah, we're going to aim to do this like bi-weekly. Uh, I think what you, before we came on or before like we started, we hit record, I, I said like, um, what do we say? Like unorganized shit show or whatever, loosely yeah. something yeah, shit loosely show or whatever. Shit yeah, show. loosely structured shit show. So that might be the mantra of the entire show. So um, yeah, on occasion, we'll um, reach out to guests, try to get some interviews um, in person and online. Um, the previous version of the show, there was like a video game version of it as well, or, or addition to the show. I think that will make an appearance here, there, Mm -hmm. here and there. It's not going to be as prominent as it was on the previous version, just because as mentioned before, like we have full-time jobs, we don't necessarily have the time to be able to do what I was doing at the time when I was a yeah. full-time student. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so it could be like a mini series and actually funny, funny, uh, story about that. Cause like, okay. um, somebody went to high school with like their significant other. We mm-hmm. were out for, for dinner with them. And I was like, this is just before I went on your show. Yeah. So this guy, again, he's exactly, he's the 30 some odd millennial yeah. who's got a daughter. Right. <laughs> and I let him know that like, Hey, I'm going like, Oh, I'm just like, Oh, I'm just going on my buddy's show. Does like, it's a pop punk. And he's like, pop punk. Oh, he's like, tattoos he's like all oh, the tattoos right <laughs> and uh he's just he's like you listen to Bob Hunk I'm like yeah dude it's like the best genre he's like me too it's like it's the best he was in a band as well and then I was like um yeah and there's all gonna be like a video game segment too and he's like video games <laughs> why didn't I have a guy on the he's show like, he's like this is like just checking all the boxes so oh my god yeah so I mean I've obviously I feel like those two things like really go go hand in hand go hand in hand yeah right? I don't really think I've met anybody well, that's not entirely true. I think, but I think for the most part, like all of my friends that I met and and made throughout the genre of pop punk were oftentimes like equally as into video games as I was. And I think a, a lot of it was like vice versa. And I'm not necessarily talking about like I play a lot of like the sports video games. So like obviously like the friends that I've made through like that aren't necessarily into pop punk as well but like the the people that i know that are into like kind of like the weird video games that i was into or or like the story based video games or whatever like a lot of the times we're also into it's like they almost went hand in hand like if you're into pop punk like you're probably into playing some video games and if you're into a certain kind of video game you're probably also into pop punk as well so so it might make an appearance. Yeah, it'll, it'll probably. It, I'll, I'll go on go out on a whim here and say like it will make an appearance yeah. eventually. It just won't be as frequent as it was previously. So what that was before, like the segment was called Gamers Galore. It was when it, at the time I was the only host, so I would just reach out to the guests, ask for, uh, hey, like what's a video game that you play that you like love that it like influenced you in some way or just like holds some special place in your heart. They would give it to me. I would record myself, play it, and then I'd edit it, the video into some like seven minute, seven to ten minute thing. And we'd watch it live on the show together and everyone else that was viewing could watch it as well. And it was really it was really fun. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that will make an appearance at some point. 
Um, probably not going to write it on the calendar because we <laughs> don't have any real planning. We're sort of making it up as we go. And, well, again, uh, there's some sort of structure. Yeah, there is structure. I mean, I sort of... Loose. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, you know what I mean, though. Like, I'm not going to write the gamers galore on the calendar because yeah. we're not necessarily... Uh, but also, I feel like the episodes are going to be structured uh, from what happens, like, after. Like, yes. once this goes out, once you're listening to this, right? Because there's a lot of people with a lot of good ideas, yeah. right? So all the interaction is going to be, like, super key. So any comments or shares or whatever you want to, to see, right, we'll be more than happy to kind of talk about. Because, again, for me, like, it, like, it would be, you know, it's nice to... I want an outlet for a genre of music that I really like. And, yeah. you know, there's like, there's, uh, you know, I looked online, right? There's not a whole lot out there. There's some out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, we have the creative freedom to kind of do what we want to do and make sure that, you know, this can be the most, you know, some somewhat professional mm-hmm. uh, and, and, you know, something that people want to keep coming back to. So. Yeah, and I think I want I kind of want to walk back when I say like we making it up as we go. We do sort of have a plan, <laughs> so like we're not gonna come and do an episode and just like, hey man, how was your day? And then sit there and wonder what we're gonna say next. We will come into the episodes yeah. like with a plan and a structure and themed episodes. And if we if we decide to like make seasons like we've discussed before, like having like a themed season, so mm-hmm. we'll. Uh, in that regard, we're sort of making it up as we go, yeah. but there will be structure to the show, so don't worry. We're not just going to be rambling on about nothing for an hour at a time. It's the first episode. What first can, episode. What chill can out. you expect? So, yeah. So, that's sort of the story of us, how we know each other, um, the history of the show, and what you can sort of expect to see with the show as we as we move along here. So, um for everybody that came or that's come by and that listens, thank you very much for listening. We hope you continue to come back. Uh, Colton, do you want to do you want to tell them about our socials? Okay, socials, the lifeblood of every podcast. Uh, pretty much everywhere will be just pop punk power hour. We'll be most active on TikTok, Instagram, and Discord. That's right, we'll have a Discord server. Find our IG and join the community there. It's probably going to be the easiest way to get a hold of us and join the discussion. Big shout out to the band Chief State for letting us use their music. Please go listen to them. They rock. So on behalf of Tino and myself, thanks for letting us be a part of your day. And we'll catch you in the next one.